0: Okay. I mean, it's like a hot dog with lobster, and it costs thirty-seven dollars. So I, I don't get why people are willing to pay so much for them, but they're good. And finally, can... <laughs> wait, that's it. There's no other. There's no pushback on that, or
1: I, I, I don't eat seafood.
0: Ah, uh, Ben,
1: I can't eat bread, but uh, basically anything, any flesh with mayonnaise is great. It's my understanding that a lobster roll is flesh with mayonnaise, so we're good here.
0: (laughs) Aren't you glad I pushed a little bit? Any flesh with mayonnaise is good, is our new slogan, and (laughs) that is all there is to it.
2: We've been looking for the trailer. If it's not
0: on a t shirt by Christmas, then the marketing
2: department. What are we doing? Yeah. We've been looking for our trailer. Here it is, ladies and gentlemen 50 years of music with 50 year old white guys. Jeff Simons in Berkeley, California.
0: Happy holidays. Same to you, Ben. Tim has a tree behind him. I'm ready I to
2: get it in, the, in the holiday season.
0: Yeah. Could be a
2: fake backup picture. We're not sure. Uh, ben Barton, hello uh, there in Knoxville,
1: Tennessee. Everything's going great. Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday and uh, did not disappoint this year.
2: Well, I want you to know that there is a chill in the air with this podcast.
1: Brr it oh, is new
2: cold? it is new england gentlemen new england oh it's cold in new england of course of course of Got course it. it is um ben barn get things started how many states are in new england
1: oh this is a good one maine new hampshire vermont rhode island connecticut massachusetts and i'm done right
2: you are done thank you for not saying new york uh, which is the one that my students always say? No, no, no. no. New England not, a, that insults New no York also. Yeah.
3: yeah.
2: Uh, <laughs> Jeff Simons, who named New England?
0: Uh, a bunch of people from England would be my guess. <laughs> it
2: was it was young John Smith in 1616 when he created the map of New England. John Smith sailed by my hometown of Situate, Massachusetts, and we have a. A historical marker right in Cohasset Harbor, marking the point where John Smith sailed by. And when some Indians came out on the point and shot arrows at the ship, John Smith kept sailing to New England, but shot cannon fire at these Indians back in 1609,
0: uh, America's first drive by shooting. Is that what the plaque says? It does not say that. That's you know, we would have a plaque where Drake sailed by San Francisco Bay, but uh it's too big to put a plaque. <laughs> that's my favorite. Like he just whoops. missed it. He did yeah, not he just... know there was a bay. There, there are days, there are foggy days here where I'm like, oh, that's how he missed it for sure. Like you where you can't see your hand in front of your face, but he sailed right. by San Francisco Bay into Drake's Bay and was an unsuccessful colony because Drake's Bay is about the size of a swimming pool. <laughs> and like Eight miles away was the biggest natural bay on the West Coast. Like, poor. Jesus, damn shame there's not another place we could park all these boats. Poor, poor Drake.
2: Gosh, Drake Drake really does take a beating on our podcast. Um, listen, we need to talk about something before we go on with New England. Um, my colleague's student wrote a paper. And so this is a, a uh, ninth grade student. I'm not sure the topic of the paper, but within the paper. I'm sorry. Did you say colleague
0: slash student or colleagues? Know,
2: my student. colleagues student.
0: Got it. Because I was like, you're hiring 14 year olds. Um, well, this is the power of our podcast dream, yeah.
2: that my colleagues come to me with any musical tidbits. Exactly. Um, this student wrote that there are only four artists who will be known in 200, 300 years. who so will still have relevance. These are the artists who will stand the test of time. Hundreds of years from now. Bruno
1: Mars. Okay, off to a bad start. (laughs) Green Day. Still not helping. Justin Bieber.
0: And Jimmy Buffett. Who is this kid? Is this kid like a 150-year-old man hiding as a 14-year-old in your school? I love jimmy I'm, buffett's uh, my favorite of those Actually, jimmy, buffett. right. jimmy buffett's such an
1: amazing get because after the, after the first three i was like well he's just naming like contemporary artists that will not right. be famous he just forgot the beatles or he doesn't consider that part of this group but then when you throw jimmy buffett in, you're like oh no considered <laughs> the beatles chose jimmy buffett <laughs> let alone mozart has you heard of mozart yeah. i hear good things about uh, mozart heard, it's already yeah, been 400 years
2: is this child from Florida? Is he from Key West? I
0: don't know. I'll have to do some more work on that. Is this um, it serious or is he just taking the piss out of your colleague? Like, no, it's, an it's, actually, it's a brilliant fake <laughs> essay if he didn't mean it. like I couldn't think of four funnier artists <laughs> to say would stand the test of time. Sadly, it
2: was real. And I don't know as a, as a teacher how I would handle it, coming across that in a paper. I think I would have Oh, trouble. I know how I would handle
0: it. <laughs> oh, boy.
2: Okay. Um. All right, let's get back to New England. Um, Our Arrival song, (coughs) Ben Barton, no um, snark. Jeff Simons, go a minute and 11 seconds in. Listen, we all have our guilty pleasures, Ben Barton, and this one is mine. Here we go. At the top of his game, that's the song I've got on as I fly into New England.
0: What is that song called? It's called <laughs> Weekend in New England, which is really hilarious. that That's the name of it. It's like, it's like naming your song like Eating This Sandwich. <laughs> no, the thing that's so <laughs> funny about it is that
1: if you were going to choose a really dumb, horrible song about having a vacation in New England, <laughs> how could you miss the Pina Colada song, which is a <laughs> vastly superior version of that song? Wait, are they in New England? Yes, they long walks on the Cape. Oh, they make love in the
2: dunes on the Cape. What Cape do you think? It's not Cape Horn. Is it Cape May? (laughs) Seems (laughs) like a dream. You never know.
1: It's definitely Cape Cod for sure. It it definitely
0: is. She said, Oh, it's you.
1: (laughs) is the best (laughs) line in that song
2: for
0: sure. (laughs) So great. That is some, you know, it's so funny though. That is, that kind of sums up how I feel about New England. Like, I, I have never really quite gotten the whole, the whole thing. I mean, I you know probably just jealousy, being from the Mid Atlantic, where everything is a little hotter and a little more full of mosquitoes and a lot less charming. But um, the New England thing, like oh the leaves and oh the Cape, I'm like I've been to those places and I'm like yeah, <laughs> but, so, but I have this kind of like snarky also... cynicism about the whole thing that Barry Manilow really like lays in the cut of. So did, did you like Vermont? I did like Vermont quite a bit. And I've been to New Hampshire when the, in the, that height of leaf changing moment, and it is quite something. Um, But the beaches are a little rocky for me and, and, uh, cold. I prefer, I prefer, I, uh, I prefer a Southern Atlantic Pacific beach to the New England beaches. So, um,
1: Ben Barton, how often do you get to New England? Um, So I spent many a summer in New England. Uh, My my mom ran a business on Nantucket. And so we went up there, we went, we we started going there for a week or two every summer. And then from the time I was, I don't know, 15, 16, we spent every summer all the way through college there. So I spent a lot of time on Nantucket. And then I like went to camp in Maine, like I've been up and down all over around New England. What part of Maine were you in for camp? No idea. The coasty part. (laughs) maine (laughs) i definitely was in maine and then i went through vermont and new hampshire on that trip to maine
2: (laughs) to maine um (laughs) all right i've got um several new england uh facts for us here uh the number one consumer of ice cream in the country the the new england per capita consumption of ice cream beats every other area of the country my uh my mother actually accounts for a good portion of that.
0: That I that know. I approve I approve heartily of that. Of the sure. ice cream. I have no, I have no qualms with that. Is it because of Ben and Jerry? Or did Ben and Jerry thrive I mean, because they were smart enough to see I think the niche so. market? And yeah, because friendlies was already there. Killing it with the fribble. Anyone? Is that ice cream though?
1: Oh, I've been to Friendlies, I've had many a Friendly burger and I've had a fribble.
0: I have two, but it's a Fribble ice cream. It's a shake. It's no, it's a shake. It's a shake. But they make their own ice cream. Breyers
2: is up there. Oh, they got all the ice cream. Don't Hood? worry about
0: it. Isn't Hood up there? Isn't that those little cups? That's right. They those
2: little cups of oh, goodness. Um, top Carvel. five is Carvel,
1: New England. No, that's New York. That's okay, me.
2: top five most populous cities in New England. Be careful here, gentlemen. Be careful again. This is a team effort. Can you name the top five most populous cities?
1: Let's be careful out there. Go. We're going to do this in order, or how are we going to do it? You can go ahead and c- confirm with each other the name of the city and throw it out. Well, well that's choose Boston number one. How you yes, yes I that? agree with Boston is number one. Correct. Okay. And then we have a choice between Hartford and Hartford. Providence.
0: Hart- Providence, Hartford.
1: Stop there. Uh, then all the rest of them are going to be in Connecticut. It's going to be like yeah. Stanford and Ridgeport. Like every the things that cl- hug up against New York. Although, I mean, is there a? There's not. None of the suburbs of Boston are big enough, right? Like Woosta. that's not gonna. That's nothing, right? Is Worcester even a suburb of Boston? Isn't that way out in Western? What Mass None of those spaces count. So let's go. <laughs> uh, Hartford, Providence, Boston. We feel good about those. Yes.
2: Hartford um, is out.
1: No way. Hartford, no makey.
2: Providence is number three. Hartford, it's not in the top five.
0: And we missed two.
2: Which, by the way, brings me back to what you were saying uh, last time, Ben, about Cleveland. Like, holy smokes, Hartford isn't in the top five. Yeah,
0: totally.
2: yeah. Hartford is just
1: kind of empty. It's yeah, shocking. totally. Once the Whalers left, that was it for Hartford. <laughs> Everybody it. else followed along. Last thing they are hanging on. Now, the, the Connecticut, the law school there, the University of Connecticut law school is there, not in stores. And um, yeah. it's tough. That's a tough town. Like yeah. you don't think of Connecticut is actually the wealthiest state in the union and all of their urban areas suck.
0: Yep. <laughs> They're it's the, true, man. Connecticut is it. It's Connecticut. It's Don't even get me
2: started on Connecticut. <laughs>
0: uh, geez, I don't know. None of the cities. But, no Stanford Maine, for sure. Stanford, Connecticut.
2: Okay. Um, now ahead. your Connecticut uh, call is with Bridgeport. 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 Okay. I
1: had Bridgeport. Great.
2: Um,
1: Worcester is
2: number two. Worcester
0: is second. I was going to say that I, big. I, I kind of wanted to say Worcester. It's big. How many people live in Worcester? Seat arena. It goes Boston, Worcester, Providence,
1: Springfield, and Bridgeport. Oh, Springfield! Wow, I would not have gotten that. No, I. I was wow.
0: shocked. Shocked, I tell you.
1: But <laughs> I've been to Springfield. That's where the NBA Hall of Fame is.
0: Yep, I've been to the NBA Hall of Fame. Me too, for sure. Nice. I did the Papa shot. Um. <laughs> well <laughs> uh, tell me about this
2: um is route 95 america's most unpleasant highway that Ooh, 95 I don't know. for boston down to new york city it's the worst experience is there a t- is there a worse stretch in america what do you got
1: yes absolutely yeah. Dude, what do you got, all Green? you have to do is drive 80 around yeah. the curve past gary indiana into chicago that's oh, stretch. Really? oh good lord Yes. No, it's like it's like a dystopian future where all the humans
0: have been replaced by rotting industrial plants. It's just oh, brutal. God. And it's always under construction. There is always a lane closed between right. Gary and, uh, and it's, uh, I mean, it's snowy and shitty. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I mean, 95 is awful up there, but I have a soft spot for 95 going south because it, it's how you get to Florida. It's how you get through all those southern states. And that was my. Childhood going to visit my grandmother. So. And there's
1: an OG Jeff Simon song called. That's right.
0: That's right. That's right. Uh, That's right. best left, best left forgotten. So. Oh Sweet. no, I love that yeah. one.
2: Speaking <laughs> of songs, the compilation contest we have 15 songs oh. that reference New England coming at you. I demand that the two of you get 11 of these <laughs> artists. 11 of these artists 11 huh and we still don't have a name for this segment so the compilation
0: continues to do its work uh okay so i'm playing it you ready ben i'm ready The uh, race
1: to the boat. i moved the to work from New York to New England, New Hampshire, New
3: London, New Jersey, New Zealand. now when I tomorrow Oh, yeah. Father died. We left him a little farm in New England. So I guess I'll stay here. And- The snow is
0: you didn't have access to the a studio this week huh that's so obviously <laughs> made on a boom box sorry about that sorry <laughs> about that we did our best <laughs> what with the traveling and all all right um, i don't think we're going to get more than 10 unless you've pulled a rabbit out of your hat man oh no way uh ben, one more get us started oh we're that's it Now we got we got to give us one more listen, oh dude. i'm
2: sorry i'm sorry any any conversation beforehand if you want to pause uh, do you have any idea who the rapper have. is
0: no idea i'm gonna say 50 cent i have no idea okay well let's listen again you get no hints no hints for anything okay all there is is suffering there are no hints
1: all right. I think- yeah, did you get 14 oh yeah you did
2: good
0: i think you should be careful with number 13 just throwing that out there that's not, totally unfair there are 40 <laughs> covers of that song you could kiss my ass I know the song yeah and we know, know the, the popular song, so version you're go ahead and give it to us for sure <laughs> yeah I mean just kiss my ass with that like there are, that's like asking who did this random cover of yesterday by the Beatles like no in <laughs> advance no with the careful on 13. wow all right I mean, come on. I really on go number one is number one is Aerosmith
2: yes three miles smile.
1: I never heard
0: that song, but it's unmistakably Aerosmith.
1: Uh, ben Barton, give me one. Uh, number three is my guy, Steve Miller. That is correct. Jeff? Who is number
0: two?
1: I'm going to guess Fifty Cent.
2: It's our old and friend are- Cameron.
0: Cameron. Got okay.
2: Got That's it for correct.
0: cheap. Number four is Ted Leo and the Pharmacists. Uh, ben Barton, isn't it Joe Jackson? No, Uh, number number four is Ted Leo. Oh,
1: got it. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Throw it anyone. Uh, Number five is the worst band I've ever heard. (laughs) I think number five, I have a guess of Elton John. Uh, Number five is
2: Alabama.
1: (laughs) That was right. It is the worst band I've ever heard. Their
2: song is called If It Ain't Dixie. They bring us all across the world, but they realize in the end, if it ain't Dixie...
0: Um, oh, all right, number six, get number six. Patty Smith from Birdland. Good. Number seven is super hard. I've heard that song before, and it's driving me a little crazy because I recognize that guy's voice, but I cannot place the song. Is called Autumn, right? It is. So it's one of those, I, at least I got that for you. It's one of
2: those names in music that I've heard so much of, uh and never heard a song by the guy,
0: Edgar Winter. Oh my God. That's the guy that's the same album that Frankenstein is on. That's why it makes no sense. That's, that's the same amazing. record. As oh yeah. No, I know
1: who Edgar Witter is for sure. I just can't believe that that's by that's him. That's why I've heard it. I had Loggins and Messina. So. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. That totally fits. That's a great uh, guess.
0: Uh,
2: ben, did you get number eight?
1: So that's the, uh, the Billy Bragg song, New England. Christy, Christy McCall's cover. cover. Yeah. Right. Billy Bragg. By the way, that
0: song is not about New England. Minus five for the host for taking <laughs> a New England and making it a song about New England. Very funny. Uh uh
2: number nine. Fountains of That's Wayne. The- oh, nice. Is that right? Yeah. Yes, it is. Ben Barton, mm-hmm. tell me about Fountains of Wayne.
1: They're from New Jersey. Um, but they actually, they were li- like, w- one of the guys in the band was living up in Vermont, I think, when he wrote Valley Winter Song. And I strongly recommend Valley Winter Song. I almost chose it. Um, it's a way better okay. selection than the song I actually chose, which is okay. gonna make everybody really mad.
2: Oh, good. I can't <laughs> wait for and that. that. And did he, uh, the lead singer died a couple years ago, right?
3: Yeah, yeah. there's like three different I'm guys exactly. who were
1: singers and songwriters in it, though. They they were like a um, like, you know, pop, okay. pop band where a lot of different guys sang and, and worked together. They have a, what's their most famous song? Stacy's mom, which is not a good song, but, but Valley winter song is a great song. And they, they wrote the, one of the guys wrote the, that thing that you do from the Tom Hanks fake beatle.
2: Yeah, book. yeah, yeah. This is great. Um, uh, all right. So you got, let's see, you got one,
0: two, three, four, five, six. Uh, you have six. Do you even know number 10? That's either belly or throwing muses. Cause that's Tom, Tanya Donnelly singing. So I'm going to go with belly.
2: It is Tanya Donnelly uh, from a solo album. Nice job. That is impressive.
0: Oh, we're going to get that one? Okay. Oh,
2: yeah. Oh, all
0: right. Yeah. It's her singing. Yeah. Um. All right. And the, and the next guy is Jonathan Richmond and the Modern Lovers, uh, rock music's preternatural 11 year old.
2: Uh, It is Jonathan Richmond, star of Something About Mary, six, seven. <laughs> We're at eight. Your boy, number 12, Ben. Uh, It's Paul Simon. I got to tell you, I did not um, mind Simon and Garfunkel until this podcast started. And now every time I hear that voice, I think of Ben's visceral reaction to it. And I'm like, I start to have it too. That song is
0: great, though, even though it uses Peruvian flutes on it, which is usually unforgivable. But that song, Duncan, is great. In my humble that opinion. is one
1: of your favorite songs by him, but I just disagree. That song also uh, one of my all time favorites. It might
0: be my it might be my top three oh. all time Paul Simon songs. Oh, I,
2: I, like I would get up and shut off the computer if that came on. That was just
0: miserable. Uh, all right, number thirteen. I think the song that's is the wagon old wagon crow wheel. medicine
1: show version of it.
0: Yes, that's what I'm saying too. Wagon wheel, old crow medicine show, and I don't care if we're wrong. We get full credit for knowing that that song it's is not wagon. the Darius Rucker version. So your choices it, include I, the old.
2: I intentionally went with the Darius Rucker version. That well then you the just say Darius, said Darius Rucker, 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 so there you go. But I will give it to you. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Number fourteen, Jeff Simons. Is the Decemberists. It is the oh, Decemberists. Voices. You get the eleven points. Uh and for oh. Funtzies, the last one.
1: I had the chiffons. I have Ella Fitzgerald. It was the Andrews
0: sisters, oh, about nice, Massachusetts. Nice. That's
1: a good one.
0: Oh, you guys, that was that was impressive, man. That was some good teamwork right there. That was that was that really felt like the sum was greater than the yeah, individual parts definitely. for that one.
2: <laughs> that was the <laughs> the uh, the goal of the bit from the very beginning was something like that. The two of you together. Um, all right, we got to get to our. Favorite son or daughter song? Again, I, actually, I don't think we've explained this totally. The podcast is New England, excluding Boston. So correct. We got a lot
1: uh, at our fingertips. By the way, there's an easy answer to this, and you probably didn't choose this person, and I'm going to be mad. Oh shoot! Shoot! For the for the most <laughs> popular artist. Oh yeah, by a mile. Non-Boston most popular artist is from, born in New Haven, Connecticut. You're not going with the Carpenters? Oh, no. No, oh, no. the cause... Carpenters are number two in the state no, of Connecticut. I, I moved the Carpenters to, to California. I don't think they count as No, Canada. no, no. They, first of all, Connecticut claims them, believe me. I know. And they're I know only they claiming do. them because they're hoping to bump Michael Bolton off as the top <laughs> artist in <laughs> <of> Connecticut.
2: <laughs>
1: so if you don't choose a Michael Bolton song, you're cheating.
2: But he start didn't he start in like Oklahoma or something?
1: He is from Connecticut. I if you know. look up the the charts where they list the things from the states, he's the guy. He, he already, also looks like he's from Connecticut. Oh, I for mean, sure. Yeah, on. it explains a lot. It explains a <laughs> Not lot look like he's from <laughs> Oklahoma.
2: Well, uh unfortunately for you, the favorite son or daughter of New England excluding Boston is a band. Hit it, Jeff. <laughs>
3: we have cluster flies alliance. and this time
2: popular band from New England in terms of listens. Do you know they've had 15 studio albums? I didn't know that. And then they put out 13 live albums?
0: More than that, actually. It's like 350 live albums because yeah, every like show is available. Uh, official live albums, I guess yeah. I would say. Wow. So, am I right, Tim, that we're one of the things I love about people from New England is they think New England is more important than New England is. So we're doing this as partly as an homage to that, but we're doing the New England, not Boston podcast. That's this one right now. Yes. And then we're going to do a case for P-H-O-R or against fish (gasps) with Rich Price as our guest as part two. And then we're going to finally do Boston. So it's really a New England trilogy. It is is a trilogy. trilogy. Okay. I
1: love it. Wait, but then, then we have so an much. artist in residence for Boston, so then we, it's really actually a four-parter.
2: Oh, oh
1: no. the Henry ad all over again. No, Henry, for sure. And the then, then, then we'll think we're done. We'll do the artist in residence four and then Tim will be like, next week, Connecticut. Shine <laughs> up your <laughs> carpenters. <laughs>
0: Well, I can't wait to chop it up about fish. I have been listening, very weirdly, I've been listening to fish a lot all fall. And I have a whole bunch of new hard opinions, and I cannot wait to go toe-to-toe with Ben. Cannot I'm, wait. I have I, a lot of old hard opinions. No, it's <laughs> great. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. Well, I also
2: want to uh, bring up two items. Went to um, Robot Lady's sister-in-law's house for Thanksgiving. Lovely time. Great, great uh, get-together with the families. And young nephew Will was so impressed with how many widespread panic shows uh, the robot lady went to in her time. Because here he is at the age of 25 listening to panic all the time. Uh, ben, Bart- Not how panic many- at the disco. Ben, how widespread panic. many widespread panic shows did the robot lady go to
1: back in the day? So I've sat through half of one. And that
0: was a plenty. <laughs> Uh, plenty. I have just... also been to one and a half widespread panic Let's shows. Let's go
1: ahead. I'm gonna put the over under at 10.5. Oh,
0: under, under. I'm gonna
1: take the over. It is over. The over. It is 15. So first of all, no one brags about going to eight widespread panic shows, Jeff. <laughs> Jeez, seriously, eight is not a good number. You have to get to 11.
0: How on earth did Helen find her way I?
1: accidentally into twelve widespread panic shows? That's insanity
0: she she even talked about
2: um, is it Dave schools the lead singer or something? Maybe. leaving, leaving a joint in her living room uh, when she was teaching in Athens. Yeah,
0: okay, so there was they were friends. No, like he knew her roommate or something like that. but that would only that would be so she got in free. Um. No, I mean, I think she paid money. I, I mean, she if paid you to 50, money to see *Widespread Panic* more than one time. If you go to fifteen, this is the woman who, when you met her, had only two CDs in her car, and they were both musicals. Right? You might have to travel
2: to see fifteen *Widespread I, Panic*. I, shows. You I, might be on I the road cannot process
0: this information.
1: Yeah, it's it's shocking. And um, it's not associated with the boyfriend. There's not a boyfriend here who like, no? directed these shows. It, or as it, far yeah, as you know, the Jimmy, thing. there wasn't one? You're just going to no, go no, ahead I mean, and go with you so here? As
2: far as I know. As
1: far as I know. Um, but it's good that she's
2: back into uh, our conversation because there has been a, a faithful listener, Nina, missing the names of songs, missing the names of bands. Is it time to bring Robot Lady out of retirement? Do the people want her want- back? Well, well, obviously we didn't retire her. Back. I don't you want to bug it. the robot lady. You're in charge,
1: Timmy. <laughs> she was let go. It was uh, It was tough. <laughs> was let let contract negotiations broke down. Huh?
2: All right. I'm going to name five things from New England, and you are going to rate them on a scale of one to five, five being excellent, one being terrible.
1: Oh, can't we just rank them against each other? Um, we'll do both. We'll do both. Sorry, okay, I don't mean yeah. to see interrupt if, your bit. See if that works. Um, right grinder that came from New England, yeah. Grinders from New England, like not from Boston, New England. Where, New England. Wooster? It could have been a Wooster.
2: <laughs>
0: it sounds more like a Wooster thing. Do we uh, like I have no. Opinion. I have no I can't opinion, have an opinion on that. I've never used it, never no. seen it. I've only seen people. Supposedly oh, using it in te- This is in so,
2: so awkward. Uh, a grinder is a toasted sub.
1: I see what you did there. Sorry. Uh, all, all right, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll move on. When you did help- that in your
0: head, did you pause for laughter? <laughs> yeah. Or did you just hope that it would come?
1: All right, wh- what about frat? I have had many a frap. I worked at an ice cream store for two different summers on Nantucket, so I have oh, made right. many a frap. The black and white is the correct answer to what kind of frap to
0: get, and they are delicious. I don't like them with malt.
2: Okay, malt is out.
0: Uh, I like them all. I have, I'm have. an equal opportunity frap guy. I agree the black and white is the way to go. Uh, candlepin bowling. Stupid. Fucking hate candlepin bowling. I have hard opinions on this. The ball is... It's like... <laughs> Trying to roll a softball all the way down an alley to hit pins that are twice its weight and have no interest in being moved. Candlepin bowling is like, I just hate it. Like once I, I never wanted to bowl again in my life after going candlepin bowling three times. And I finally got tucked into it and I was like, wait, you get to use this real ball that actually has a fighting chance. It changed the whole thing for me. I, I, if you were allowed to throw the candlepin ball overhand, then I would like it, but I just hate can And also, all this the is balls such a terrible had like take by Jeff. Giant chunks, chunks out of it. Ch- the ones the, in the, the one in that- Maryland had like like it was barely a ball. It, it would like it like like it had such big chunks out of each ball that it would like a and like lose its its rolling a capability. Ugh huh. blue, allow me to
1: translate all Jeff's blue. take on candle pin bowling. Yes, Jeff does not drink enough to enjoy candlepin bowling. I was nine. He what are you talking not, about? I understand. Listen, the, the candlepin bowl—it's like the, the people who are like, "Oh, I don't play softball because you know I basically played hardball and I'm much more serious right. about it." I'm like, you've misunderstood softball. Like, if you're taking <laughs> softball seriously, you're bad at softball. If you're not <laughs> drunk
0: candlepin bowling, what are we doing here? What are we doing? Uh, okay. wow. well that makes a lot more. That makes a lot more sense. I thought I got- it was for children. I thought candlepin oh, bowling no. was to shame children.
1: No, no, no. It's for it's like in the it's so it can fit in the bar. Uh,
2: I had no idea um, that you had such an opinion, Jess. We've known each other for so long. I did not oh, know it's going to trigger you
0: this way. I'm sorry. It was. I can't remember the name of the of the decrepit bowling alley in Annapolis where like it was like the lazy parents' birthday pick every time. Oh no! And it was always it was and what they didn't call it candlepin bowling. It was called duck pin down here. We're down there. Duff All right. Uh, the, the next item is the lobster roll. I like a I like a good lobster roll, although it's hilariously overpriced. Okay. I mean, it's like a hot dog with lobster, and it costs thirty seven dollars. So I I don't get why people are willing to pay so much for them, but they're good.
2: And finally, can... <laughs> wait, that's
0: it. There's no other. There's no pushback on that, or
1: I I I don't eat seafood. Ah, uh, Ben. I can't eat bread, but uh, basically anything, any flesh with mayonnaise is great. That's my <laughs> take it. And It's my understanding that a lobster roll is flesh with mayonnaise, so we're good here.
0: Aren't you glad I pushed a little bit? Any flesh with mayonnaise is good. Is our new slogan, and that is all there is to it.
2: We've been uh, looking for the it's trailer. If that's not on
0: a T-shirt by Christmas, then the marketing what,
2: department What are we is doing? Yeah, we've been looking for our trailer. Here it is, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and finally, the last thing from New England that you're going to rate, Tim Plain. Oh, five stars, Aww. five stars.
3: Six. Let's Let go. Yes, the scale. Sure.
2: <laughs> Actually, born in New Jersey. Uh, all right, let's go. Let's hit our three songs or events or people or venues for New England, excluding Boston. <laughs>
1: What do we got? Who gets to go first? I I can't remember. I think it's me. Um, Who can name a band that formed in Sunapee, New Hampshire? But Do it, Timmy. Are are you talking
2: about Aerosmith?
1: I am indeed, Timmy. The selection this week is Aerosmith. If you're doubting whether they're actually from New Hampshire, that's fair. They basically played all their shows in Boston. It really Uh, is a bit of a They did, in fact, meet and form in Sunapee, New Hampshire, and only the Sunapee, New Hampshire Historical Society can claim Aerosmith History Day, the annual (laughs) celebration of Aerosmith in Sunapee, New Hampshire. That is a great Uh, thing. And in defense of choosing something, listen, any real New England band ends up in Boston. That's it boston's this the the circling the drain or the magnet or however you want to put it 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 actually is boston's actually the london of this little this whole area like anything that's of any use just hoovers up down into there or i mean humorously timmy was going to make us do providence right do you know they, they claim talking heads for providence yes they do love that is RISD graduates even though they, they all formed met in RISD. new york and never went back like uh, yeah. never looked back for a second <laughs> really uh but yeah, no. So Aerosmith, uh the two the two main players in Aerosmith got to be buddies in Sutton, New Hampshire. That was where they spent their summers. Uh Steven Tyler still has a house in Sutton New Hampshire, and brings his kids there. Um, I love Aerosmith. We had a brief conversation about Aerosmith where Timmy picked first-gen Aerosmith. So I'm going to embarrass yeah. all of you by choosing second-gen Aerosmith. Oh,
2: my gosh. I am where, very
1: happy to report is, in fact, my favorite Aerosmith. Where is and Brian? Not only, only that. Bonito. Not only that. All of my favorite Aerosmith songs are co-written by Desmond Child. All of them. I love Desmond, right? Desmond Child. Who's Desmond Child. So, Desmond Child is this half-Hungarian, half-Cuban songwriter who uh, is known for heavy metal ballads and beloved, beloved uh, heavy metal ballads. So let's go here. What do we... um, He's got Kisses, I Was Made For Loving You. Joan Jett and the Blackhearts, I Hate Myself For Loving You. So he's off to a good start, right? He's got the Loving You duo. Then just listen to these bangers. You Give Love a Bad Name, Living on a Prayer, Bad Medicine, and Boarding Me My Baby with Bon Jovi. Yeah. Oh. Wow. And then wow. the Aerosmith songs include Dude Looks Like a Lady, Angel, What It Takes, Crazy, and F-I-N-E are all... Which cool. I hope is your I, choice. i mean I'm so mad of you. Oh, no, you that's oh, no my friend. No, no, no. I'm definitely choosing What It Takes. I'm definitely choosing What It Takes.
0: But your, uh, your whole life was F-I-N-E when, when we were in college. I know, you but no, that's that because... That's More than what oxygen. It,
1: that's because I love, first of all, I loved Pump. I absolutely love Pump. I thought Pump was fantastic. That's first. Second, I love a good comeback story. And um, Jeff will know. Uh, and Timmy, have you done this? Have you listened to all the Aerosmith records, including the ones, the valley in the middle?
2: Uh, no, God,
1: no. Oh, dude, it's really worth <laughs> doing. The one <laughs> that they put out in the middle. <laughs> uh after after the guitarist left is so unbelievably bad Uh jaw-droppingly bad um and then they made it back and then then pump is an actual legit true to life great record there's five or six really good songs on that i would jeff is right in college at points when i was in an up-tempo mood fine was my favorite but after a hard breakup there's nothing like what it takes because you need to know what it takes to let them go
0: I think we all could feel that. They also yeah, quote, you will do they it quote takes... the song F-I-N-E in What It Takes. I know, that's where we're going in a minute 129. <laughs>
1: Girl, before I met you, I was F-I-N-E. Yeah. fucking hilarious, about it tell. First of all, I mean, the chords are so gloopy. It's amazing. And all <laughs> of his ballads sound the same. And the words are so unbelievably aggressively stupid. It kills me every single time. Uh, 129
0: coming up here we go, ready action girl
3: before I met you I was F-I-N-E fine, but your love made me a prisoner yeah my heart's been doing time spend me up like money, oh then you hung me out to dry it was easy to keep all your lines in the sky you having...
1: Love that one. Good, absolutely love that one. It is so jam packed with dumb things. It's amazing. In deep with the devil in your eyes. It's literally, they're just like, those words, none of those make sense together. (laughs) What is going on here? And then you can hear it better on the first chorus, but there's an accordion that they jam
0: into (laughs) that chorus for no reason whatsoever. Uh, so I, have two, oh, I have two great Aerosmith stories, one of which I just heard for the first time. Um, I'll tell you that one in a second. The first one is, if you haven't seen the documentary, The Making of Pump, I cannot recommend it highly enough. Ben, I'm sure you have seen it. The two hour oh, yeah. like, in the studio with these guys where they you realize that this band is hanging on by a thread all the time. Like Joey Kramer has a twitch. Like he actually <laughs> has a facial tick. And they're like, what happened? He's like, that's Steven Tyler. I like Steven is the twitch in my face, like, he drives me so crazy, oh, I God. just want to kill myself, but we just have to keep this band together. And just watching those five guys try to talk to each other with those, I mean, Joe Perry's New England accent is so hilariously thick after 40 years of fame, he could have hired anybody to get rid of that voice. He's like, he <laughs> really sounds like a guy losing a, a Sylvester Stallone sound-like contest. Um, so I can't recommend that enough. But here's the thing I heard. So uh, Jerry Becker, who was our, our wonderful Cleveland host, I mentioned that he right. that, um, was going to his 50th birthday party. It did not disappoint. It was hilarious. So many people I hadn't seen in years were there, including um, uh, regular listener, Cal Reichenbach, who told me this story that they got from Jerry. So you know that big bands play with um, what are called in-ear monitors. Okay. Meaning they're getting the music right into earphones that they're wearing. They're not using front monitors that you, and they're all getting a unique individual mix. So Steven Tyler's got something called the noises mix. And it is Looney Tunes sound effects like or like and he's so ADD and he's so bored by doing all these songs over and over and over again. Then on some nights, he turns sound to the monitor guy and says, I need the noises tonight. And so randomly through the show, they just put Looney Tunes sound effects into Steven Tyler's ears like Elmer Fudd chasing Bugs Bunny just to keep him entertained, just to keep him going through the 90-minute Aerosmith Greatest Hits set. And I guess every sound guy knows it. And it's like a, a hilarious open that secret. Is in the... That is Isn't amazing. is the greatest? It made me love him like a thousand times more. I just thought that was the greatest thing ever. The idea that he's up there like, walk this way. And in his hand, is like, I thought I taught Poyntec. <laughs> he's just <laughs> totally in his own space. Oh. Uh...
2: So- that's really
0: funny. Great choice. That song, that that bridge is great. I mean, that guy's yeah. uh, You're right. Those songs are stupid, but that, the, no, and also don't, that's, don't. that's, a, if you ever, if you ever want to f- teach somebody how to count six over four, that, da, 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 all those triplets over a four beat. I mean, that's, yeah. that's the perfect 10 seconds to explain to people how to break four into six. One, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, boom. It's great. Love
2: it. I have no idea what you just said, but I'm wondering, didn't Stephen Tide, Ta- does he not even write the lyrics? It's this Hungarian Cuban dude writing the lyrics. It's a collaboration. That, it's, a it's a collaboration. It sure. yeah. is a collaboration. Yeah. That's a good collaboration right there. Yeah, that no, song for sure. Kicks butt. Yeah. I love it. That, that song comes on, and the kids know it's sing along time. So fun. All right, Jeff Simons,
0: what do you got? I'm going in a totally wild different direction. So, right. um, When the last, uh, when the Rich Price band was making its record, we were in Connecticut, of all places. We were at a place called the Carriage House, and it was a fancy studio. It was a really cool experience. And we were working with an engineer named Brian Humphreys, and he had come from Los Angeles to do the record. And so he was getting all these cool files from... other engineers and it was just at the moment when you could send stems and mp3s digitally like back and forth really quickly it was you know 2003 so that the technology of like here's a whole record into your inbox and so we're making the record and he tells us like i just got something from a friend of mine he just recorded it this record's coming out in six months and it's the it's so beautiful i just want to share it with somebody and he gives it to us and we are blown away like i cannot believe how much. I love the first three songs on this record. This is a guy who was, he's a New Hampshire guy who was like, had some kind of nine to five and his clock radio woke him up one morning and it was a Stevens stills solo song. And he hears 20 seconds of it and says, that's what I'm going to do with the rest of my life. I want to be a musician. Just has an epiphany, quits his job, buys an acoustic guitar, teaches himself how to play it, writes a whole bunch of songs and makes this, solo debut his name is Ray LaMontagne um
2: let's go Rayla LaMontagne
0: is just getting going just as the Rich Price band is getting going so we actually played a couple of shows with him in fact the biggest show I ever played with Rich was at a big Colorado festival where Ray was opening for us and we his record wasn't even out yet. And we were all such slobbering fans of his because we've had an advanced copy of his record and had been playing it in our van. And we kind of freaked him out. Like we bum rushed him backstage. Like we love your record and we're such big fans. of And I remember we tried to get a picture with him and he's like, I'm not really comfortable having my photograph taken. He was like quiet and introverted. He looked like he needed to eat like 20 turkey sandwiches and really frail. And I was like, geez, I don't know if this guy's going to be able to. And he went out there and, and opened for us and just blew us off the stage with his voice. So this is a awesome. song called Shelter. Um, it's the opposite of the song Ben played. What it takes is all about modern recording. It's it's on Pro Tools. It's on a click track. It's very deliberately like booms, spots. It's designed, though, and it's great. This is a song without a click track, and you can hear it. It's breathing It slows down in the chorus in ways that modern music isn't supposed to do. Um, And I just, and I'm (laughs) disappointed with Ray's career after this record. I'll admit, like every record he puts out, I wish it was a little different and a little bit better. But like a lot of artists, he had one fantastic record in him, and it's this one. And this is my favorite song of him. So I think my favorite artist from New England or at least New Hampshire, apologies to Aerosmith, is Ray LaMontagne. This song's called Shelter. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.
3: To see me shut down slow As though it was not easy thing
0: off when it breaks that high g and the chorus and it just floats away and you just like there's no semblance of beat anymore i just that sounds great
2: For, first time i heard him was at Jay tandon's wedding that was their wedding song not not that what song that? But i was like oh God, the this? yeah uh and they, they made a little uh wedding cd and i i wore that
1: thing out he was great ben barton do you like ray la I have mixed feelings about Ray LaMontagne. I'm happy to report that longtime listener Lisa Sorensen, beloved wife of Scott Schimmel, is a huge, huge Ray LaMontagne fan. All right. he must have seen him five or six different times. When I pressed her on it, I was like, "What? Like, what's the deal with this? This is like this like slow crooner, like gravelly voice thing. She's like, have you seen how hot he is? And I was <laughs> like, oh, okay, fair. <laughs> he looks so much simple, better
0: being a good husband and a good sport has attended all of these shows all that's right. amazing he he was not hot when he got started he had the uh the good nutrition of uh a modestly successful career had not kicked in yet he looked like he looked like he was sleeping in the back of his truck when i met him but
2: yeah a lot of a lot of steak fries and fribbles in new england <laughs> exactly. I'll tell you why. exactly exactly <laughs> Uh, Good stuff. Well, it's it's so fun to to start this trilogy with you. You know, of course, uh, raised in Massachusetts in the Boston area, went to grad school up in Vermont. Um, My mom is from Augusta, Maine, so we'd go to Maine all the time. I lived in Hartford, Connecticut for two years teaching uh, there in Hartford. My sister. Those are the glory years, right? Those are really, yeah. it was all downhill the from, I was, from there. I was young and fresh. Uh, <laughs> both sisters went to schools in uh, Rhode Island, Providence College and Salve Regina. And um, and New Hampshire, New Hampshire is where we'd go on Sundays uh, to buy beer because couldn't buy beer in Massachusetts. So I have a strong connection to every state in New England. And I am going to go with a Boston band that, like Ben's band, got its start outside of Boston at Worcester Polytech. Oh, come
1: on now. Are we going Jake Isles? Yeah, we are. Oh, freeze, fame. I can't wait. Or did you go Centerfold? Uh, Better, I think. Oh, no. Hit it. Hit it.
2: That song would come just that opening guitar lick would be on WBCN all the time. I guess Peter Wolf used to be a DJ there back in the day. That song, I mean, it's it's no freeze frame,
1: sure. But that song kicks butt. Uh, first of all, you got King Cannon very excited when you chose Jake Isles, and she was just like, couldn't decide which she'd rather hear a centerfold or freeze frame. Then you played that, and she was definitely <laughs> like, whoa, whoa, stop. How, how does this thing stop? What happened? And with the more cowbell? They were really... <laughs> <laughs> they gave Don't Fear the Reaper a run for the money with the more cowbell, for sure. How uh, hilarious
0: is that cowbell? I also love the like, little honks on the harmonica because Jay, Jay Gal's himself being left at the... Like, honk, honk. <laughs> like, song at <laughs> the funniest little, like, honk, honk, Little tiny harmonica part in the verses.
2: So the guy that the band is named for, all he does is play the harmonica? No, he's
0: a guitar no, player. he's a guitarist, yeah. Oh, yeah. Magic...
2: Magic Dick is the harmonica player. Yeah, I was gonna make you say it. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> That's good stuff. Um, and then Peter Wolf, the uh irrepressible lead
0: singer. Peter Wolf's a great personality. Have, Have you he ever heard, heard of personality? He was a great DJ. He was just like all screaming patter, a million miles an hour. Great frontman. And he made the solo record Lights Out, which is a oh, classic. That Lights <laughs> out.
2: Uh-huh.
0: Uh, good stuff.
2: Uh, any final thoughts on Jake Isles?
0: Uh, my favorite old Jake Isles song is It Ain't What You Do, It's How You Do It. Do you know that one? I don't. What's that like? Uh well, I'll just play the first 10 seconds of it. Oh. Here we go. It just has that like and trying to do it. If you keep listening to it, like, everybody in the band is trying to pull focus. Like, the drummer's like... <laughs> it's like the last song on their second record, and they obviously were like, let's just have one take where everybody does whatever the hell they want. And they were like, that one's on the record. All right. It
1: cracks me up. I like the old-fashioned bar band sound of both of oh, those me too two ones Yeah. Indian Canada won't like it, but I'll definitely like it. The, um, the go-to bar on Nantucket, The Chicken Box. Nice. Names because it's an actual chicken coop turned into a bar uh, <laughs> was where the a oh, band that sounded like that would play for sure. That's awesome.
2: Uh good stuff. Hey, uh, if you like this, stick around. Our artist in residence this time for all of New England is Mark Netter, CEO of Electracast. But Ben Barton, you'll be happy to know he focused in on Providence, Rhode Island for the most part. All good. Of a- all about uh, the kind of shows he saw. I mean, really, like, saw the original tour of The Clash. Saw Talking Heads in Rhode Island. Um, yeah, good stuff. If you've ever been to Lupo's Heartbreak Hotel in Providence, Rhode Island, you will want to listen to our Artist in Residence podcast later this week. And so when we get together next time, we're going to come with our... our Top five jam bands and
0: our case for or against fish. Can you even name five jam bands that you like, Ben?
1: Like number one is Pearl Jam, and if they don't count, then we're going to have a hard time.
0: Well, that's going to be really interesting because, like, when you look at Wikipedia's list of jam bands, it's everybody who's ever played an instrument, had a guitar solo. (laughs) They They claim everyone, but if you take the really strict, like, bands that are going to play songs that are 17 minutes long. Oh, you know what? I could choose this, uh, the Black Cross. I like the Black Cross. See, that's interesting. I Yeah, yeah. I would. Right on the edge, right? So that'll be a really, that'll be an equally fascinating little part yeah, of our sure. conversation. They are <laughs> no
2: longer on the edge. Maybe they're on the edge like their first album, but then they quickly. Well, I'm,
0: I'm going to know what, I want to know which five Fluffhead performances Ben prefers from the fish catalog. <laughs> I can't wait for this.
2: All right, gentlemen, good times, good work today. I'll see you next time on the 50 years of music with 50 year old white guys podcast. Well, look at me like signing off. I
0: know that was good. I was, I got a little chill there. That was great. (laughs) Talk to you later. friends.
2: Today is working for me. Do you believe that for yourself? Hey, I'm pastor Julie, and I want to empower you through encouragement, inviting you to my podcast, big truth, encouragement, where I unpack living a faith-filled life. I created my podcast for the ladies, but gentlemen, you'll gain something too. So I invite you to listen to Big Truth Encouragement on Cast and any platform where you listen to your podcast. ElectraCast.
3: Hey guys, it's Miriam Love here, and I want to share something very special with you. Check out my new release,